Our next guest at the age of 29, she became the first black female actuary from the University of Pretoria. Today, she is the president of the Association of South African Black Actuarial. Actuary. How do you say this word? Hmm? Actuarial professionals. Hmm? And she looks like a college professor for that matter. The one and only. Fatuani Namakavani Ndandi Machironi Locha. Happy Friday morning and a happy youth month to you. Ah, and uh, thank you very much for having me on the show, Manja. And uh, good morning to your listeners. Happy youth month indeed. Barfarele Roba Bubisa Bonetary. Ah, you're the right. Professionals don't sleep. Uh, they don't worry. As long as it's got work to do, they are there. <laughs> is is that what defines you, Fatwani? Um, yeah, I mean definitely we are always thinking of, you know, the next project, the next deadline and so sleeping is only for a limited amount of time. So this is life. How many hours do you sleep? Because I'm told from productive people at best they sleep six hours. For you? No, I actually sleep more. Eh? Contrary to that, I sleep more. I think especially after the lockdown has started because now I don't have to drive to work. So that has given me a little bit more sleep hours. So I do sleep more than six hours. At least eight. That's me. So I'm quite different from the average. I still sleep a lot. And uh, your relationship with the fridge? <laughs> no, I think I am disciplined a bit. Um, as long as I know that I'm going to go and run and burn those calories, that gives me peace of mind, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Well, congratulations on the position you have, you hold. It's, it's, it's a powerful position, that. Um, just to clarify, so my position at Asaba, um as president, uh, it was until the end of 2019. So my term has basically ended, um, so I've handed over to the next person. Yeah. And how was that like? Um, I think that was quite uh, interesting because, uh, you know, we are in a profession where there's like very few people. Um, majority of people in the actuarial profession are white, at least 80%, leaving the rest of the 20%, you know, among the rest of the races, of which black people, we are like really minority there. And if you look at the demographics of the country, we are majority. So in the profession, unfortunately, um, there's very few of us. It's not a unique struggle to actuarial science. If you go to all other professions, chartered accountant, um, you know, engineering, it's really the same struggle that we're still fighting. So um, Asaba really gave me a platform um, to really understand the, the depth of the problem that we have. And uh, through the programs, I mean, we go to do quite a lot of work to to make a career awareness of actuarial science to many uh, high school students in, in all walks of life, with our main target uh, having been on um, you know the rural villages and uh, uh, the townships, because the other big sh issue that we identify is that people just don't know what actuarial science is or if it exists at all uh, or what people do uh, who study actuarial science. And for those who decided to do XI adversity, we were there to offer mentorship. So I, I found the program really insightful because um, it, it, it really helped a black child uh, with an interest to do actuarial science to make it and to get their degree.
This is where the confusion comes in for me, maybe for other people as well. Yeah. Um, actual, actual science, but there's money there involved. How does that work and how is it different from somebody who does uh, management accounting, cost accounting, those kind of accounting that leads to being a CA? Yeah. Um, if, if you can break that down for us, ma'am. Yeah, so I mean, an actuary, a person who is an actuary, so this is a person who has really studied, um, got in their university degree, and they've written about plus minus 16 board exams after that to, to qualify as an actuary. Um, so actuaries by profession are people in risk management. They're people who manage, um, monitor, calculate all the different risk events that uh, you can think of. And uh, traditionally, actuaries are found in your uh, insurance companies. So we're talking about your life insurance company, your general insurance company. These are people behind the products that you see uh, on television, insurance products. Um, there are people behind your, um, your your car insurance products that we see are uh, being sold. So there are people who had to sit and, you know, really uh, look at all the different type of risk events. I mean, for someone who um, who is worried that what will happen to my child if I die one day or my family, you know, and you, now you need to buy life cover. So actuaries will be the people designing that product and uh, calculating and determine what an appropriate price is to charge for a person of a certain age who stays in a certain area uh, with a certain, uh, I don't know, lifestyle and, and all of those factors are looked into, um, you know, who is female and age X and looking at all those risk characteristics Characteristic. We are the people who then uh, calculate and work out, okay, um, then what's the you know, probability of this person dying, um, in which case then we need to uh, to pay them, um, you know, uh, the benefit because at the end of the day, insurance is about selling a promise. Uh, so, so we're the people who then decide that, okay, a price of X will be appropriate for this person, but for the other person, a price of Y will be more appropriate. So, so that's some of the work that we do. We're the people who need to calculate um, uh, what we call reserves and uh, funds that must be set aside to make sure we can pay claims in the future. Because as I've mentioned, we sell a promise. So you give us your premium today, but we don't know when you're going to get your benefit back. So we, we are the people who do the project and look at the expected life um, expectancy of people and, and expectation of death, expected uh, time to be retrenched and all of those risk events to make sure that at least when those events do happen, uh, insurance company can pay um, those claims and honor their obligation. So, um, yeah, so that's like the traditional part of actuarial science. But in recent days, you're seeing actuaries in a wide range of spaces, banking, um, investments, uh, even in government, you know, your road accident fund, your UIF, you need actuaries there because we're talking about funds and uh, we're talking about funds that needs to be distributed in such a way uh, based on contingent events, you know, if you get a car accident, uh, if you... Uh, are retrenched, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah, it, it's a bit complicated, but I hope it makes some sense. <laughs> Phew, my mind is blown. My hair's going progressively gray. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I, I was just going to say, you know, just you and I, with over a cup of tea, can we, adjust, can we talk about adjusting the payments that I make? Because I think you're the right person. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I can't. I, I'm not really allowed to say that on national, you know, radio. <laughs> so we need to look at a case by case basis and and you know work at, at those payments. 2009, your Hoy yeah. metric, your ACIT, 
And then I'm told you didn't have problems with the theorem of Pythagoras and how to find the X. Yep. Maths was not a problem for you. I mean, I really would love to have a chat with your maths teacher. Um, how is it that you were able to, you know, sell through mathematics? What it is that helped you? What fundamentals did you use that many of us can apply with uh, family members to get them to love, enjoy, and do well in mathematics like you've done? Yes, definitely. I think, um, you know, with subjects like maths, um, it's, it's, it's really, I feel like it's in our mind because there's, there's already a lot of negativity when people say maths is hard. You know, when we're telling our young children in primary school, maths is difficult. We are already cementing that idea in their head that maths is difficult. Um, when I passed grade seven, um, I got an opportunity to go to a school called Maruda Secondary School. It was still a public school. And uh, I think for me, of all the subjects, I'm not really good with languages and uh, history or science and all of that. Um, the one subject I really enjoy was mathematics because mathematics didn't matter whether you're teaching it in Venda, in English, in Tonga. It was just still mathematics. You know, you're solving for X. It didn't matter. You didn't need to, to understand English. You just needed to understand the numbers. So that was the part where I, I really, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And and beyond that, um, you you enjoy something that you really are good at. That that's always the truth. People who don't enjoy math are people who struggle with. If they were good at it, they will probably enjoy it. And 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 with that, it came with a lot of practice. I mean, to be to do well in mathematics, you need to practice a lot. I don't know how many hardcover uh, books I filled when I was in matric. Practicing for my final exams, I mean, I was that student going to my teacher, can I have a new book, you know, because I was in public school. In public school, the government pays for your for your books. So it was just a lot of practice. I mean, you can't do well in math without practice. That, that just goes without saying. And uh, I was fortunate by the time I passed matric, I had actually got in 100% in mathematics. It was actually one of the subjects I excelled well. So, yeah. But I personally believe anyone can do well in math as long as we believe that math is not hard. And we practice, of course. Yeah. You were so good in mathematics, you made it difficult for the teachers to rob you of 1% at least. Ah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the national government. The teachers were not involved when it comes to metric markings and all of that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you always wanted to do actuarial science or did you know what it was? Absolutely not. I... <laughs> I, I'm one of those people who just did the course because somebody said you must be good in maths, and and that was really the the word I got. And I thought, okay, good in maths, this career sounds like it. I did not know it all. When I got to talks, I just got the shock of my life. Like, oh, okay, so this is actual science. Almost every module in first year was was a mathematical related uh, module, and uh, a lot of students were struggling. And I I got to hear that oh, this course is actually difficult. You know, when you're on campus and people ask you. What are you studying? The minute you say actuarial science, they look at you in this eye like, hey, what are you doing? That's career suicide, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it was a coincidence um, that I ended up doing actuarial science. But um, here I am today. So, yeah. Sure. And they're doing well at that as well. Yeah, by grace of God, yes. Gee, I mean, you are knocking on uh, naughty 30s, or is it dirty 30s? Um, a, a very crucial age as well. The next yeah. 10 years for you, where do we see you? Um, yeah, 
Yeah, so I mean, for me, uh, it's now since uh, I think it's been since 20, 2013 since I started working. So I'm now on my eighth year of work, uh, accumulating all the knowledge that I can because, you know, experience is quite important. Um, in the long run, I definitely see myself running my own consulting uh, firm, which is already uh, work that I'm busy with uh, on the side as a side hustle, but definitely going to be a long-term uh, plan. Um, yeah, I see myself as, you know, a statutory actuary or what they call uh, the head of actuarial function, someone who can provide those actuarial services on a consulting basis uh, to, to uh, insurance companies that may not have in-house actuaries. As you know, it's very expensive to have uh, actuaries in-house, so some uh, smaller uh, insurance firms would rather have, uh, you know, actuaries on a, on a consulting basis to come in and basically assist. Um, I'll say I'm also very passionate about empowering young people, youth, uh, to be uh, specific. Um, you know, especially those who are at varsity, I get a lot of students reaching out to me because the course is hard and, you know, they need advice. What should they do? Um, you know, so, so continuing mentoring and assisting those students, uh, of course, together with the organization that I was once president for, ASAVA, which I totally believe in the, in their values and their programs. And, uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's really basically me, um, I guess in the next year or so. Just quickly, once again, to to highlight the difficulties or the challenges, particularly for black people or people yeah. of color, let me put it that way, to get yeah. into the profession. What are those difficulties and what's the best way to deal with them, to get more young people to get into yeah. this business? Because I'm told there's a lot of change to make, too. No, definitely. I mean, actual science is hard. I mean, I remember at first year getting to tax and uh, you get there, you are in a class with really the best students. I mean, some of the students who do actual science are either from the top five or the top ten from their school. So you are in a class with really the best of the best in the country. And uh, I think as a black person, one of the things I really struggled the most with was just uh, my own self-esteem, my own self-confidence, because you're in a class with people who speak English so well, they're always asking questions, and you, 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 you're afraid, you know, you look at yourself, you're like, sure, I thought I was smart, but now when I'm looking at all these people, they, they seem much smarter than me, uh, especially as a top student, because you come from a school where, uh, you know, the teachers knew you were, you were a good student, they gave you attention and, and, and all of that, um, you know, it, it's what uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks about in his book, Outliers, uh, he talks about the misuse effect that, you know, to, to the person who has more is given and the, to the person who doesn't have, the list is taken away from them. So that's really how your high school teachers treat you when you're a good student. But when you get to varsity, the lectures don't care, you're all the same, you really need to pull up. Uh, so I think what worked for me really um, from, from that uh, part where I really felt inferior, I felt I was not smart enough, despite my metric uh, results, I felt, you know, yeah, the people in my class all looked so smart. Was basically to just reach out in a different way. You know, I didn't have the confidence to ask questions in class, but when I learned that this consultation, one-on-one -on -one consultation with the lecturer and the tutor, that is really uh, how I managed to cope. I was that student in the computer lab, you know, hours and hours learning how to program, uh, you know, when other people were already way ahead because I was playing some sort of catch-up. But uh, that catch-up really helped because by the time we finished the semester, I had performed formed quite well, whereas some students, unfortunately, um, 
if they struggle to understand in class, they end up just changing the course or doing something different. So um, I, I decided that was not an option. I, I went and I seeked for help, and uh, I was there. In, I mean, even the lecture knew me because I was that persistent student always knocking in the, on their door asking for help. So I think it, it's really much possible. The challenges are there. But uh, if you seek for help as a student, I mean, you can definitely get the help you need. Sheesh, yeah. You made the most of your um, academic life. You use it to the absolute best. And it's nice to say that you are not afraid. Uh, you, 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 you were conscious of the limitations you had. You took them in stride and you did something about them. Instead of just being quiet and just hoping they'll go away, you stood up and you did something about it. This is the kind of confidence I hope a lot of young people will have because yeah. they're capable. They've got it. They just need a little nudging and uh, someone like you and, and your colleagues to, to, to get to that level. Obviously, COVID-19 has got nothing on you because the work continues and it continues and it continues. Indeed. And how do we follow you, Hatuani? Because uh, oh. th that meeting we must have. Um, uh, you, you guys, you must adjust prices. <laughs> you know, you must give us longer life expectancy with well. the promise of us contributing more, you know. Yes. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not so big on social media, but um, I think mostly through Facebook, that's where a lot of people, especially young people, reach out to me. Uh, so that's just my name throughout. It's just Fatwani Nemakavan in, in, in most of the platforms. And uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Too busy to be on social media because there's a lot of things you have to do. And, yeah. and, and, and I mean, I thought by now you'd have a few gray strands, but no, you don't even need hair dye. So, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, no, truly, very true. Fatuani, power to you. Um, it's, it's a fabulous way to wrap up a week and also a fabulous day, way to acknowledge uh, Youth Month. I hope a lot of young people will look to your example, not only young people, but other people who find themselves needing to make a career change. It comes in early for some, it comes later for some, but when they do, I hope they can have the kind of energy and chutzpah that you have um, to get to the next level. Thank you so much and wishing you well. We shall come to the office and consult. Definitely, I look forward to that. Thanks, Manja, and uh, have a good day. Bye bye. Weekend Iba That's uh, actual science uh, scientist, shall we say? Is it safe to say that? Fatwani uh, Namakavani, the first black female actuary. Uh, she did her degrees at the University of Pretoria. So there's a career you can discuss with your child. And uh, there's a career you can discuss as a community, you know. Now that a lot of sport is not happening, so maybe we can change things, ne? change tact. Not talk about toys and other things. Let's talk education. And, uh, and this is one of the subjects that we can look at. So thank you so much, Fatuani. Uh, this is how it is on SAFM. Because uh, as we say, the more you listen, the more you know, the more we hear you, the more we get to know you better. And of course, the more we listen to professionals, the more we learn.